0: Please join me in the prayer for illumination found in your bulletin. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and the word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Our lesson this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter two, verses one through 12. All the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet and you Bethlehem and the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel end quote. not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of God for the people of God.
1: I'd like to invite all the children to come forward and join me up here. Um, You can come around this way because the communion rail is closed for communion today. So come join me and if you're at home, um, just uh, get a little closer to your screens. Good morning, good morning and happy new year. This is my first time to see some of you this year. Hope everybody had a good Christmas and a happy new year, come on up. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Well, yesterday was a really important holiday in the life of the church, and we're celebrating it today. It's called Epiphany. Any of you ever heard the word Epiphany? Yeah, Epiphany is the day in the church when we remember the Magi who came to visit Jesus, the wise men that we just sang about, and they came. Uh, To visit Jesus and Mary and Joseph and they brought gifts and they blessed them And that's one reason why we give gifts to each other at Christmas time is because that's what the magi did It's a way of showing our love for other people That's how they showed their love for Jesus when he was born as they brought these gifts and they blessed him So we were thinking about what's something we can do all together as a congregation that will help us remember the Magi and bless our homes. So we want to make sure that each one of your homes gets one of these bags. As you leave worship today or as your parents leave, make sure they get one of these. It's got a piece of chalk in it and it's got a little card that has a blessing on it. And we're going to invite you to use the chalk to write above the door of your house or maybe on the the sidewalk or your driveway or someplace on your house, this little blessing that invites God to come and bless your home as the Magi blessed Jesus' home. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we're amazed that these wise ones from far away made a really long trip to come and see Jesus and that they opened their treasure chests and gave him such wonderful gifts just to bless him and his parents and their home. So we ask that you would bless us and our homes too, that as we start a new year together, we will stay focused on you and your love and that's what will be most important to us all. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, three-, four-, and five-year-olds can go to children's church. And if you're older than that, you can go back and sit with parents and make sure to tell them to grab a bag on the way out. This story of the Magi is one of my favorites. It's one that appeals to little ones and big ones alike. The truth is, we don't know much about these wise ones, these sages who traveled so far to see Jesus. The verses that Irwin just read for us are it. That is all we have to tell us about these strangers from a faraway land. There's so much we don't know about them. We don't know who they were. Now, church tradition has passed down names of of three wise men. Those traditions developed after after the scriptures came uh, into being. So we, we have some of that tradition, but we really don't know how many there were. We don't know that they were all men, necessarily. We don't know their names. We don't know exactly what they were. I'm not sure what a magus was in those days. Sometimes it's translated astrologer. Sometimes they're understood to be priests or royal advisors or scientists, but they were likely considered some of the wisest people in their culture that others would go to for wisdom and counsel and guidance, even kings and queens. So we don't really know who they were. We don't know what they were. We don't know where they came from. We just know they came from the east and pretty much everything was east of Israel. West of Israel was just the sea. So they came from somewhere east of Israel which means they were not Jewish by tradition, they were Gentiles. So who, what, where, and when? We don't really know when they went to see Jesus. He might have been a toddler. Matthew's Gospel begins with Jesus in Bethlehem, in a house, and so we don't know how long Mary and Joseph and Jesus had been living in that house. So there's a lot we don't know. Who, what, when, where? Big question mark. One thing we do know, however, in the way Matthew tells the story, is why. Why these strangers from a faraway land who were not Jewish, who did not worship the God of Israel, would travel all of that way at all of that expense of time and money, to visit this little child in the backwaters of Judea. They are coming, they say, to pay him homage, to pay their respects, to worship him. They expect nothing in return. This is not a journey of self-interest, not a journey so that they might get privilege and power, It is a journey they are making simply to worship because they recognize that the God of the universe who created all the stars has given them a sign and is drawing them toward this child. And so they make their way, they get as far as Jerusalem, and then they have to stop and ask for directions. There are some jokes made about that, but I'll spare you those. (laughs) They don't know the way, they don't have a road map, there's a lot that is uncertain for them when they set out from their homes, but they make it as far as Jerusalem, and then they consult with King Herod. In all good faith, in all innocence, perhaps in naivete, they ask King Herod what he knows about the child who has been born King of the Jews. So they learn to go to Bethlehem. That's where they go. The star leads them there, and when they find the child, they are filled with joy, and they open their treasure chests and give him the most extravagant gifts you could imagine in those days, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And after they worship him, they head back. Of course, the Holy Spirit has spoken to them in a dream, And has let them know that Herod is not to be trusted and that they need to go home another way. They don't need to go back down the road toward the king and toward the seat of power. They need to find another way home. And so we have these these magi who in some ways set an example for us as we set out on a new journey in the new year. Their journey is a contrast with Herod. So we have this other character in the story, King Herod. Now this King Herod is different from the one that we see when Jesus and John the Baptist are adults. Later in the Gospels, it is the son of this particular Herod. This Herod in this story is Herod the Great. This Herod rubbed elbows with the likes of Cleopatra and Caesar Augustus. He was very wealthy. He built a lot of palaces and rebuilt the temple in Judea. He was a very powerful man. And when he hears the news that perhaps there's a a king of the Jews, a Messiah, the Christ, has been born, the story tells us his response is fear. For him, Jesus is not a sign of God's love for creation. For him, Jesus is not a gift sent to him by the God of the universe for the good of all the world. For him, Jesus is a threat to his power. And all Herod cares about is his power and staying on the seat of the throne. So he, he pretends. He plays along with the magi and tells them, Oh, yes, yes, I want to pay him homage too. So when you find out where he is, tell me and I'll go worship him but thank goodness the Holy Spirit intervenes but tragically we know what happens after this story we know the horrifying devastating lengths to which Herod will go to stay in power for he sends his soldiers into Jerusalem to get rid of every male child at the age of two or younger And so we have in this story two different kinds of roads. We have a road that is guided by fear and power hungriness and self interest and self preservation. And we have a road that is guided by faith and love and blessing and worship. And the wise ones know when they wake up in the morning to head back home which road to take. And so the invitation that, that I hear in this story is, is for us. As together we begin a new year, this is the first Sunday of 2024. A brand new start, clean slate, fresh year. And it's an opportunity for us as a people together As a congregation, it's an opportunity for us as individuals to take a moment to set our intention for the year, to say before God and one another the road that we are going to take. I felt deeply convicted by this story this week because I know the temptation that is within me to to choose the road of fear. To to go down the path of, of trying to preserve myself, to keep myself safe, to make everybody happy, to do things that won't make ripples. But I know that there is a road of faith laid out before me and before all of us. We don't know where the road will take us. But the wise men kept their eyes heavenward and followed a star... And they asked directions along the way, and they chose the path of faith, the path of joy, the path of generosity, the path of worship. And so as I move forward into this new year, I want for me and I want for us as a congregation to have as our absolute top priority the worship of God. The love of God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. I want above all else to follow Jesus wherever Jesus leads us without fear and without hesitation. I want to be open to where the Spirit will lead us and guide us just as she guided the wise ones so long ago. But it can be frightening in its own way, the unknown. We don't know what this year will bring. When I look back on the past few years, we've had a pandemic, we've had a building flood, we've had the tragedy of a mass shooting in our community, we've had a lot of staff changes together, so many things that came up that we weren't expecting. Individually in our own lives we've had struggles with health and relationships that we didn't plan on and and the road is bumpy with its twists and turns and there is so much unknown. So how much more do we need to pause and set our intention today to follow Jesus down another road? Because we know a few things that are coming this year. Heaven help us, it's an election year. (laughs) And there's going to be a spirit out in the world of of meanness and division and um, demeaning other people who disagree with us. There's a general conference this year, and there's a lot of uncertainty and fear and the potential for the same kinds of conflict and misunderstanding and mistreatment of one another. We don't know all of the things that are going to come up this year, but there are the ways of the world that we could follow. We could get involved in the power politics and the self preservation and the fear mongering and all of that, or we could be people who choose another road to follow Jesus, to follow his way of mercy and kindness and justice and joy and peacemaking and generosity. In just a few minutes, we're going to be gathering at the table, which reminds us that as we set out on this journey together, we'll be given what we need. We may not know where all the steps will take us, but we will have bread for the journey. And we'll gather around it together and be reminded that we have companions on the journey to encourage us and hold us accountable. And we have the word it will be our guidebook as we go forward throughout this year. And we'll have an opportunity as we gather to take a deep breath and reset our intention. So whether you're kneeling at the altar rails or sitting in your pews or receiving communion at home, I would invite you after taking in the life of Christ and the bread and the cup to offer yourself to God at the beginning of a new year, that together we might set out on another road. Thanks be to God.